0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from The Next Reel. And of course, we are talking about Jon Favreau's 2008 film, Iron Man. Joining me today is Liz Whittaker from the Mean Girls Minute. Hey, Liz. Hi. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you on the show uh, today and this week. It's going to be a fun week with a lot of, lot of craziness. This is going to be a, a big week.
1: Yes, there's a lot happening.
0: Definitely. On today's show, this is Minute 36. Looking at the minute, it starts with a standoff between Yinsen and Roz's men, and it ends with the Mark I suit giving us some heroic words as it moves into hero pose. I like thinking of that as like a yoga pose, the hero <laughs> pose. <laughs>
1: Yes, there should be I or at least Marvel character yoga. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> there are enough iconic positions from the comic books that you think that they could do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've and I've seen I've seen internet memes of like Star Wars yoga poses. So yeah, where are my Marvel hero poses?
0: Yeah, we need to get on that. Somebody, <laughs> uh, somebody really is behind the eight ball with that because that's a. The perfect thing to throw together and and looking at the way that I mean, I know it's at the very end of our minute we get. Uh, but this the fantastic music kicking in and just the, the great whirring of all the gears as Iron Man in the Mark one suit just kind of turns from uh, from the back and, and kind of faces us. It's just a it's a great moment. It really is. It really is. This is really the moment when we finally get to see what it is that Tony has been working on all this time. We'd seen the plans that he showed to Yinsen, and we saw them kind of working on it and putting the pieces in place, but we never saw the suit in action. And right here, as it finishes getting powered up, we see it kind of kick in. Unfortunately, it doesn't go so well for Yinsen. Although it's interesting, we, we see Yinsen right at the very beginning of this minute, as he's you know we saw that in the last minute as he kind of runs with the machine gun and is kind of hits this moment where all of a sudden he's confronted by all these guards and then it kind of cuts away as we see the suit finish powering up it leaves us hanging in an interesting way that the script gave us a little more in the script we actually have a moment where tony hears the shooting of yinsen and i i wonder if that helps or if it's fine the way it is the script actually says Tony's POV trapped in the suit watches the loaded loading bars on the laptop get close. Suddenly, multiple bursts of gunfire. Tony throws a look. Silence. And that's that's the moment. Do you think that helps at all or do you like the way that it plays with the with kind of this uh shooting of Yinsen here?
1: Well, I think if I uh had seen this movie more recently and wasn't starting the minute where I was, it wouldn't help very much. <laughs> um <laughs> But as it was, I sort of forgot that that was Jensen that we opened on. I'm actually not sure I even saw him in the foreground because I was paying attention to what was going on, what he was facing. <laughs> but I think the if I think about it in terms of the movie as a whole, I think it's probably fine without it. I I mean Tony has to know that if if there's fighters coming in that they came past Yinsen, and that he didn't just let them go willingly.
0: Yeah. And I mean, obviously Yinsen was, was trying to buy him some time and, and you know, Tony didn't want him to go, but Yinsen ran out, grabbed the uh, submachine gun off of one of the dead guards and then ran down the hallway. And obviously that was not part of the plan, as Tony said. And so I think it would really come as no surprise to Tony that Yinsen does end up getting shot because I mean, here they are in this cave. Who knows how to get out? There's obviously a lot more guards here than there are them. I mean, it's just the two of them. So I think in the end, I don't think it's going to be a surprise for Tony that Yinsen unfortunately gets killed.
1: Yeah, I think that it may also put us a little bit too much in Tony's head when what we really want to be focusing on is this marvelous machine that he's created or, or this marvelous suit he's created. Later, I will definitely be in the head of Tony. But right now, I want it to be Iron Man. I want to be thinking about Iron Man and not actually Tony Stark.
0: Yeah, and we don't really see Robert Downey Jr. in this. And it actually made me wonder, as I watched our minute here, if if Robert Downey Jr. is ever actually in any of these shots that we're seeing. Because we clearly have Iron Man, uh, you know, the Mark I suit walking around and taking out guards and stuff. But it did make me wonder if Robert Downey Jr. ever actually got in the suit. According to the behind the scenes, he actually did try it out. He kind of walked around. He really wanted to do as much as he could. But it's such a heavy suit that he only ended up doing it in a few shots, I think. And largely, it was the shots when he's later dealing with Yinsen and the aftermath.
1: Yeah, stationary shots.
0: Right, exactly, where he doesn't have to move a whole lot. I think there was one shot where he's in it. In fact, I think it's the very first shot when he hits the guard, kind of his light lights up the guard's face, and then he smacks him. I think that shot was, from what I could tell from the behind the scenes, that looked like it might be the one time that Robert Downey Jr. was actually in it as this Mark I Iron Man. Otherwise, the bulk of it is actually... He had a number of Iron Man stunt doubles, Richard Citrone, Mike Justice, Oakley Lehman, and Daniel Stevens. But Mike Justice is the one who is mostly the one we're going to be seeing in this Mark I suit over these next few minutes. But the guard that he does hit here, mm-hmm. this very first guard, is in fact Tom Morello, who actually is a musician. I don't know if you're familiar.
1: I do. Yes. And now that you're saying this, it sounds vaguely familiar.
0: Tom Morello is the guitarist in Rage Against the Machine.
1: Yeah. Like, I might have heard this somehow.
0: It's possible. It's one of those things where people (laughs) saw him in it, and he had a lot of Twitter conversations with people. Yes, it was me. I was that guy who died very quickly at the (laughs) hands of Iron Man. And he actually plays some guitar on the soundtrack. He's been very kind of off in the distance up until this point. This is kind of the big moment for him, though. We get to see him come in and, unfortunately, get the surprise of a lifetime. As Iron Man uh, lights him up and then uh, takes him out,
1: but he does get to—he he gets a like a beautiful vanity shot, so it's very clear he was in it.
0: Right, exactly. They—they <laughs> they light him very nicely. <laughs> it was really weird though, because I was like, you know, Iron Man's the RT device that he has in his chest—that little arc reactor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always on. It's not like it ever shuts off, and so it makes me wonder. I mean, obviously it's just for dramatic purposes and obviously Tony's trying to hide, but it makes me wonder, was he like covering it with his hand? Because it doesn't turn off. So, I mean, that's the only way he could get it to kind of go dark. So I was trying to figure out exactly what they were trying to suggest with the way that the light came on and off there.
1: Or did it light up because he had just unplugged himself after powering up? But I don't know. But it makes me, it reminds me of the conversations people had around Rogue One at the very end and, you know, the hallway scene about... How Darth Vader doesn't show up until, or you can't see him until he lights his lightsaber. But what about all of his chest gadgets? They're right. usually lit up. <laughs> and I, so people, I've heard people ask about that. He at least has, you know, the, the force can explain pretty much anything away.
0: <laughs> the force did it.
1: Yeah. He just, nice. uh, called a veil or something. I don't know. He, he held his cape in front of it.
0: Uh, but, he, right. I love. I like to think that he's like sneaking around with his cape held over his chest just to surprise people at the right time.
1: <laughs> I mean, he would.
0: <laughs> yes. He but yeah.
1: Would. I don't know. Tony or Iron Man doesn't have a cape to use. So, yeah, he would, he would have had to put his hand over it or something.
0: Yeah. And, and then every time he moves, except in this scene, because he's being sneaky, it is really noisy. Like there's a lot of gears whirring. And every time he steps, it's just big thuds. So this it's a very interesting scene, the way they design this, because it's, it's meant to suggest that he's like this stealthy, stealthy um, man in this iron suit. That com- he surprises this guy at the beginning. Then you've got these three guys shooting from the doorway. And they're like, oh, I, I think we got him. And they don't see, he pulls the light trick again because they don't see him at all until he shines the light in their face. And then he's like right in front of them. Well, how yeah, did it get so close? I, I don't know. That's one of my notes. I'm like, man, this suit moves
1: super <laughs> quietly for him to be able to sneak up on them. But how? We hear it plenty.
0: <laughs> right. It is a I mean, very noisy suit.
1: <laughs> yeah, at least the first guy, basically, Iron Man could have just been standing right where he was. And the first guy ran up to him. And he got lucky. Yes. But yeah, these guys, he like comes around a corner and they're all surprised.
0: Yeah. And they have a complete view of the room. So it's like, how does he, how does he maneuver? And even when it shows him standing right there in the doorway, there's some light coming behind him. So they would have seen him (laughs) get close to them. Uh, it's, it's. He's
1: got a power we don't know about, and it's called Creating Corners No One Else Sees. Right. <laughs> so That's he a, could just come around them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the, there's a little bit of the, a stretch in the imagination with the way that this scene plays out. But um, the other thing that I thought was really funny is we see five guards come running down the hallway. And then we see we see one guard push the first two in. And by the way, I asked somebody on Reddit to do some translating for me. He says, go, go, as he pushes these two guys forward. (laughs) And uh, then the first guy is Tom Morello. The second guy is Marco Kahn. So we see Tom Morello get hit. Marco Kahn, though, somehow disappears in the darkness. We never see him again. (laughs) We come back to the three guys in the doorway and finish off with those three. But Marco Kahn is like the mystery guard who somehow is just, I don't know what happens to him. He maybe he's smart and he just hides. And uh,
1: <laughs> I, I think maybe yeah. I think maybe that that shot where we see Tom Morello get basically just shoved back across the room by Iron Man. Uh-huh. Are we seeing that over the shoulder of of Khan? I, and he sees that and he just hides.
0: <laughs> that could be. We do see a shoulder in that shot. Although my thought was that that was. Uh, when we cut back to the three guards, I thought it was the guard on the left whose shoulder we were over. Because when the two guys come in, we see that uh, Marco khan he's got like a little white on his hat. Like a, He oh, does, yeah. yes. And so it makes me think that it's not him when the other guy, when we see the over-the-shoulder shot, because he's not wearing a white hat.
1: Oh, you know what? It's, yeah, it's definitely not him because this guy also, it's, uh, actually, I think it's. No, it's yeah. I think it's the guard you were talking about. Yeah, sorry. No, (laughs) I really needed an answer to that.
0: (laughs) The other three guards in the doorway—they are played by Ido Moore. Ido Moore is the second guard to get hit. He's credited as Ido Ezra, but his according to IMDb, his name is Ido Moore. The third guard to go is Ayad al He is an uncredited stunt performer. And I could not figure out who this guy was for the longest time. I finally pinpointed him by going through the credits. He's a guy who we saw earlier in the film sitting at a monitor with Raza as Raza was looking at the monitors. And for the life of me, I couldn't pinpoint who he was at the time. And I think at one point, I actually even credited him incorrectly, but Finally, I figured out who it was. It's Ayad Elbatar. And he's the third guy to go. And I think that's the guy whose shoulder we're looking over. And then the final guy uh, is Michael Hilo, And he's the last guard to get taken out as he is firing at Iron Man. And I got to say, the sounds of the hits that Iron Man delivers to these three guys as he's uh, kind of pummeling them, it just sounds really, really painful.
1: (laughs) Oh, Yeah. (laughs) I feel I mean, I know these are the bad guys, but I still kind of feel for them,
0: yeah, right, especially that last guy who gets like a direct punch like right in the face and it just it just looks like that's gotta hurt coming from this big iron suit, I can only imagine. <laughs> what that's going to do to you, you know?
1: Yeah, you're not you're not going to feel good in the morning.
0: What's interesting is Iron Man, I mean, we see that that great shot earlier in the minute when Iron Man's hiding in the dark and Tom Morello's looking around we get that rack focus to his hand and we see that his hands are actually just in those gloves. They actually don't have, like, any sort of iron covering on his hands. And it does make me wonder if he's punching with his fists. Like, I feel like if you have oh. an iron suit... Like directing your hand into people. I feel like his hands are going to just get smashed to bits.
1: Yeah, I think maybe he should be doing side arm wrist knockouts instead of direct punches.
0: Yeah, right. Which I think he does with the first two guards in the doorway that he does. He does the side swipes. But that third guy, he just does a direct hit, like, right to him. And I'm like, that probably just, like, pushed his hand up into his elbow, (laughs) the way that that suit is constructed. (laughs) It just looks awful. It just, uh, when you think about that, it's just like, I just, I can only imagine your hand getting crushed by all that iron Force behind it.
1: I also like that that's the only time we really see the glove and the way it's lit. We can almost imagine that it is actually silver, because right. but where would he have gotten silver gloves? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, it would have been nice little chainmail gloves. You know, <laughs> it's it is a fantastic suit. This Mark One suit that we that we do finally get here. They did a great job of kind of capturing the essence of the first suit that he builds in the iron man comic
1: and it, it, it's got all these little moving parts and you can see fans and yeah it's really cool i have no concept of the comics because i have never read the iron man comics but i still really appreciate this suit
0: design now i think most of what we're seeing suit wise is the actual suit that the stuntman is wearing but i know that ilm Came in at some points. I think it's more the suit when Robert Downey Jr. is wearing it, where they filled in some gaps. Like uh, when he was wearing it, he didn't have the leg pieces on uh, so that he didn't have quite as much to carry around. But I think the images that I saw of Mike in the suit, I believe he actually is wearing the full thing. And it's like 100 pounds or something that he's walking around with. I can only imagine how difficult that would be on set.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a lot of effort.
0: It really is. It really is. This scene that we're watching here when he comes out of the dark and attacks the guards, this was uh, day 12 of the production and day 12 in the cave since they started shooting um, in the cave. This is the end, actually, of principal photography in the cave. The second unit actually takes over. We, We get a great little bit in this minute where we see the final bits of the actual principal photography and then the beginning bits of all the second unit photography as the guards get into the battle with Iron Man a lot of nice stuff going on here and it's crazy to think we've been in this cave for so stinking long and this you know it it encompassed so much of the original production and here we are getting so close to the end but uh, we still don't (laughs) see the end of the tunnel I I was going to say about these guards they open fire on this dark room because they know something is in there they saw that one guard get taken out Mm Mm-hmm. But this is a room that's full of missile parts. Like, Tony was in here. <laughs> See, yeah,
1: not not excellent uh, strategy, guys.
0: Not excellent strategy. And I have to wonder also about Tony's plan at this point, knowing that he's in a room full of explosive things. And here he is in this suit of iron that I I guess we'll find out how how well it uh, sustains (laughs) against fire later in in this uh, film. But it makes me wonder like, what was he thinking? Was this part of his plan to face off with these guys? Because it seems like Maybe not the best way to go about it.
1: Yeah, it it seems like he'd want to uh, make his exit sooner rather than later from that particular section of cave.
0: It's funny, in the comic, what he actually does is he um, had, I can't remember what it was, but something like magnets or some sort of device that he had where when his suit was finally powered up, he basically like... Went up into the shadows in the ceiling, and I feel like he magnetized himself to the the roof of the the building he was in, or something, hmm. and hid in the dark up there. And everybody came in; and they didn't see him. and They thought he got out, so they ran out, and then he just walked out. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was. That it seems the like it would
1: be really difficult to do in this suit. I, that that's a more. Uh, it seems like a way more like Spider-Man move than.
0: Yeah, right. Than being in a giant, bulky metal suit. Well, they were very much at the time focused on transistors and magnets and stuff. Like that seemed to be the stuff Mm -hmm. that was powering his suit. As opposed to now, we've got kind of the arc reactor and all of the repulsor technology that he's using. So they've clearly updated the technology. But still, even with like transistors and magnets and stuff, it still feels like I'd be hard-pressed to see that suit, you know, (laughs) You know, hiding up in the ceiling.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, man. It's very funny. I forgot I was talking about the translations. There was the line with the three guards at the door. They they speak in, in Arabic, and the first guard turns to the other two. And according to the Reddit community who translated for me, he says, I think we killed him. <laughs> That's that's <laughs> right before the light comes back on and, and Tony takes them all down.
1: You know what? I was thinking as I was watching this minute in preparation today, at, you know, when you, I watched it a hundred times approximately. And as he's saying that, I'm thinking to myself, it really sounds like he's saying, guys, I think we got it. Right. <laughs> that's amazing at how with just the tone of his voice and his body language, he can convey what he was actually saying. Right even though i don't speak the language
0: acting and according to the the reddit community none of these people speak with the proper accents so it's always oh sure <laughs> You know, it's always Hollywood actors doing their best at uh, at the lines that are thrown at them the day of. You know, they've got a probably a translator on off the the side of the frame, kind of saying the lines to them. This is how you say it. Yeah, but, they're, but and they but, they just wing it, and do their best. <laughs>
1: but first single line actors, they're not getting a lot of time with a dialogue
0: coach. Exactly, and most of these guys, uh, as we've been talking about uh, in previous minutes, are utility stunt players. They're not even credited as actors, which I, I find really interesting when you see that how important utility stunt actors are in scenes like this, because they're the guys who can come on board, say a few lines, but mostly they're there to, you know, take a hit and go through all the rigmarole of the stunt work.
1: Fly around. Yeah,
0: exactly. Quite a bit of stunt work going on here. And I think we already talked about it, but Tom Morello's, his hit that he has is really the best thing that we see. (laughs) When that first shot of him uh, after he gets hit and you just see him Flying across the room with the, his gun ablaze. It's just a fantastic little moment. And I actually think in the um, the behind the scenes, I don't think that... I mean, obviously, Tom Morello is a guitarist for a band. I don't think he was the one who was rigged to the uh, the, the harness <laughs> fly there. fly
1: across the room, yeah. Right.
0: I think in the footage, I saw Ben Bray, who is another uh, utility stunt guy that we've talked about. In previous minutes, I think it was him who actually takes the hit and gets thrown across the room.
1: Yeah, that seems like the kind of stunt where it could easily put an end to Tom Morello's real career if it went even just slightly wrong.
0: Yeah, you don't want to put the lead guitarist for a, a band in one of those yank chords and, and yank him back across the set. You know, it's especially <laughs> when inevitably... the set is
1: full of other detritus. He <laughs> could just if he loses control of his arm and flings it and into something, a canister or a barrel and it's broken right. and he's done.
0: <laughs> and not only that, he has to be like waving a machine gun around while he's doing it. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of work going on in that scene.
1: I think, yeah, I think <laughs> if if this was my movie, even if Tom Morello really wanted to do it, I would not have let him.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like, sorry guy, sorry. And then this is the moment when we have that hero moment as Iron Man starts standing up. This is when Ramin Djawadi's uh, track called Fireman kicks in as we see him in all of his glory and this will be the track that we'll be hearing for uh, most of these minutes we're going to be talking about i don't think i have anything else about this minute do you have anything else we
1: covered all my notes
0: well liz thank you so much for joining me on the show today it's my pleasure where can people find you out on the interwebs
1: you can find me on twitter at mean girls minute facebook.com slash mean girls minute if that's your thing we have a website at mean girls minute dot com and those are all places yeah that's those are the best places to find us
0: and you should definitely go check out the mean girls minute show because it's a fantastic movie and fantastic conversations about it (laughs) it's something (laughs) it's alright everybody well that's it for today's show thank you so much for tuning in make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com join us over in our discord chat room and follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the next reel and if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff become a patron over at patreon.com slash the next reel until next time true believers